0: It was funny because again, the decisions that we make, yeah. right, maybe we're making them for one reason, but you know, it could be totally separate. But you know, just show up, you know. Like sometimes yeah. like when it's tough to show up to like whatever it is, you never know who you're gonna meet. And if there's gonna be people there, just show up because you have no clue how you might bump into them. Don't try, don't go in with a mission to, to talk to this person, but just go in, have a good time, just be a real person, talk to them, like just have yeah. basic conversation. And it's crazy how all of a sudden that leads into who you are, what you do, and then you don't even have to sell.
1: Hello and welcome to episode 30 of the 50 Cups of Coffee podcast. I am your host, Bobby Audley. I am a team development trainer and a keynote speaker. As a trainer, I have had the privilege of working with some of the best athletic programs in the world. As a keynote speaker, I have given two TEDx Talks, and I have spoken on stages in 36 states and counting at national conferences, Fortune 500 companies, and to Team USA. This podcast is a show where I have coffee and conversation with some of the best leaders in the world, and we talk about culture and connection. If your team, business, summer camp, or school could use a shot of positivity and inspiration to end this year on a high note or if your team would benefit from creating a culture of connection in a virtual world, I offer a wide range of highly customized virtual speaking services. From 15-minute pre-recorded messages to interactive live Zoom presentations to highly produced in-studio keynotes, my team has a virtual solution for you. If you are planning far and about or have an ability to host an in-person event safely, we are all ears for what is possible. I'm having conversations right now with summer camps and sports programs, specifically planning for in-person programming this summer. Let's see what we can do. Message me on Instagram or LinkedIn or email me at bobbyaudley01 at gmail.com. B-O-B-B-Y-A-U-D-L-E-Y-0-1 at gmail.com and we can chat. On today's episode of the podcast, I sit down with my good friend, Kiriel Box, who I call Key for short. Last week, I dropped my episode with Coach Rob Taylor, and I thought this episode is a great compliment to that one. Similar to Coach Taylor, Key is the founder of Training Aspects. I met Key at a friend's Fourth of July party several years back. We were around a fire at night, and the, he and I just struck up a conversation. What struck me about Key is his why, why he does the work he does as a trainer. He puts it this way on his website. When I entered the world of training, I quickly realized that the main obstacle to individual achievement was the desire for a magic pill. Everyone wants results right away and with as little effort as possible. This is the genesis of the training aspects credo. An extreme change lasts a month. A lifestyle change lasts a lifetime. Key says he realized the importance of understanding individual psychology to achieving goals. With this passion, he studied psychology at Rutgers University with a concentration on teaching and motivation. He says he's not a personal trainer. His goal is to get you to move, look, and feel as you've always desired by making realistic life changes. Now, this might sound like semantics to you, but it means a heck of a lot to Key, and you're going to see why in this conversation. On this episode, we talk about athletic development, and we also get into the business side of it and Key's company culture at Training Aspects. I specifically ask him his hiring process because I know from firsthand experience he maintains an incredibly high standard with his trainers and in his gyms, and so I wanted to know how do you do that? How do you successfully scale a business while maintaining these high standards? And we obviously, towards the end of the episode, talk about connection and how it has played an incredibly important role in his success. Key's 50 Cups of Coffee story might be the longest one yet, and it's another great one. If you're enjoying the show, hit subscribe, rate it, and leave a short review. For now, please enjoy My Cup of Coffee with Kirill Bax.
0: truly believe that, yes, any trainer can work in any field, technically. Mm. Um, Technically, because, you know, it's just understanding the movements and whatever. But to truly uh, understand the player or the person that you're working with in general, um, you have to you have to have walked in their shoes. Mm-hmm. I truly believe that to get everything out of them, because then you know what's going on with them from a personal standpoint, from a you know what's happening in, in the actual game, right? Like what's happening from you know stuff on the bench, stuff out in the in, in the stands, um, you know what's going on with the refs, what's going on. So you have all those different uh, you know, ways. So um, the one thing that uh, hockey is our is our eighty percent, let's say. Mm-hmm. Um, we work with uh, pageants as well. And then, um, you know, soccer, lacrosse and, um, uh, soccer, lacrosse and MMA. So like, uh, like yeah. fighters are the other areas that we know we can do the best job. So hockey is just where I know, like right now, I know that for me to truly do what I need to do in that area, that's my 100%. And are you tokens. working
1: primarily, or, or maybe speak from an ideal place? Is it, do you get a, Do you work with an entire hockey team or are you working with individuals that are hockey players? So we do a couple, a uh, couple different things. So we work.
0: Uh, we have some small group stuff that we do, uh, which usually starts with one-on-one training. So we'll start with them, uh, the individual piece first, and then we'll move into no more than six people per group. Because okay. after six people, you just no matter who the trainer is, you just there's no way you're giving them everything that you could possibly
1: give them. So that, that's why I asked, because here's what i here's my, my real question is so take us through. So you got a group of uh six hockey players and and you're telling us you're not a personal trainer, you're more than that, or or different. Right. Call right. it different. Sure. Um what is what take us through working with you if you got a group of six hockey players? Um what's the relationship look like? How often are they coming into the gym? Right. Uh what is the what is the balance of physical training mental training is it all weaved into one what's your how's it how's it operate paint the picture for us of what it looks like to work with training aspects sure so um the best example of of, of what we do
0: is so for the hockey off season it varies for players depending on when they're back from school and back from the pros or back from where wherever they are um but basically it starts like april like end of March, April to about mid-August slash late August, and it is, the program is a set price, and it's unlimited. So literally, you wanna be in the gym, you're there. That doesn't mean that you're going high intensity the whole time. Uh, It means that you're there, you're doing what you have to do, we're we're making sure to to, to hit your one-on-one needs. So we do a program, so before, uh, when the guys come in, we do an assessment. now. Assessment doesn't mean just your fitness side. So it's not just about, okay, how many pushups can you do? You know, what's your, what's, you know, what's your max on your bench and, and that kind of thing. It's um, I wanna see how your body's moving. So I wanna understand what's going on at the joints. I wanna understand, um, you know, are you aware of how uh, how to properly shift your weight? Because again, everything in sport is a weight transfer. So like like a boxer, like yes, you punch with your hands, like that's the vessel but it's not that's not where the power comes from, right like uh, in hockey when you shoot, yes, you technically it's your hands that are moving through, but it's not your upper body in a baseball you know uh, you go to swing a bat, yes, upper body is the one that's doing, but it's that's not the piece the piece, the biggest piece there is your ability to to transfer your weight and to shift the power into the vessel, which would be your hands or your you know, whatever whatever's bringing the um, you know, bringing the energy, but to get the most power out of it so training wise I want to understand what's going on with them then there uh they don't realize it, but uh we also go through a whole mental piece, so I get an idea of who this person is, so I try to spend some time with them to understand who they are on a personal level on a on a hockey uh, how do you do that? just talking so we just get into the conversation it's just and and you know it's it's funny when you ask questions that people like to share you know yeah. and that's you know so the, that's one of the biggest parts in the beginning is you know everyone wants to come in and start working out right away and, and you know the first few sessions is just me understanding what's going on and what, so that's what's, a few sessions that, I mean, yeah. that's not even just the first session yeah it, the, it's for, not I mean, just the first the like first
1: session an is, it is a few sessions
0: so that, that's the thing the first session is the like the physical assessment so it's where the you know where understanding how they move understanding like their actual ability to yeah. to, to be aware of themselves and um, you know like that that whole piece um, but what they don't realize is the next few sessions. My specific goal is to little by little unravel who they are and how I need to work with them. Because again, if you, so, if you watch me in that group of six, things like certain guys get away with things that other guys don't, and you could say it's unfair. But it's not that it's unfair. It's that if I do what like with one person who's focused in and does, you say it one time they do everything they're supposed to do. If I try to do or bring the same kind of approach with that person that I do with the other one it's not going to work. The Mm -hmm. person's going to, it just, it will not work. So life's not always about being uh, fair. It's about understanding that, look, there's certain reasons why there's adjustments here. I'm not being, you know, I'm not trying to, 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 to cater to this person or, or adjust. But again, you know, not everyone is able to focus in like, you know,
1: Yeah, it's in coach K's, one of his books on coaching and leadership. He starts it out in the intro by saying, I don't have a coaching philosophy. I approach each different team in a different way because mm-hmm. every team is different. He means that from a culture perspective, from a how are what, what offense and defense we're running. He right. said the whole thing, you, you scrap it. And certainly I'm sure there's some consistencies in right. what he does. There is the, the blue devil family he's created, <laughs> but, but his, you, you do approach things differently. And, um, and, and so what I like about you, you say, we do one session on how you move because we need to know that like right. that's important. And then the next few are not, not, you know, my question to you was: Is there a sense of this is how we do things here? And at some level, it sounds like that this is how we do things here. Is I'm going to get to know you as an individual, right. so I know how to serve you best and motivate exactly. you best because each person is different and is moved differently. And if I could just change
0: one word there, yeah. And I think you'll you'll appreciate yeah. this. Lead best, training, and honestly, anything you do is is leadership. And if I can, so that's why with every single player that comes through. I can't, you know. I can try to uh, rule with an iron fist, but that doesn't necessarily work with every single person, you know. So it's just understanding what can I do to lead them properly, because that's what they're there for. They're there to to unleash their full potential. But the only way I can truly help them unleash true potential is if I understand what they need me to do for them. So, what do I need to do to lead for them?
1: What do you look for when you hire a trainer to come on board?
0: So the past uh, five years, that's actually been the hardest thing for us to figure out um, and you know we've, we've had a lot of trainers come through our doors and out our doors <laughs> yeah uh,
1: to do me they about, do they typically decide to leave or is that a conversation you for have for the most where part you, they, they're not a good fit kind of thing
0: yeah I, I, cause I don't believe in a firing quote unquote uh, I don't think that's it's either you want to be here or you don't mm-hmm. um, so anyone that's on on staff with us they understand it's if you're here because you want to be here Um, you're not here for me, you're not here for for anybody else, you're here because you wanna be here. You wanna be, you know what we're doing and you wanna be a part of that. If you don't, you're welcome to go. Like we don't even have a non-compete. So uh, the the whole thing with it is uh, when it comes to trainers, for me what I found, uh, there's there's been a lot of experience with it, it's been a a lot of pain through figuring this out, but for me it's, I don't care about your degree. Um, What I truly care about is your passion your care for the individual. Um, and I care about, I mean, it basically it's basically what you just said, but I care about someone that wants to do it, like truly wants to do it. It's their choice. They're not being forced to do it because it's a job, but they actually want to do it. There's, there's a desire. And they are willing to put the time and effort into it um, because there's a lot of growing pains. <laughs> uh, this is a field where, listen, like you need to make sure, like I'm not giving you a steady paycheck. You know, you're going to prove to me that you can handle um your load and, and control what you have on your plate and if you can do that now you actually made it so in a way when we bring people on it's not necessarily uh we don't you're not necessarily hired because everyone's hired technically anyone can be hired uh it's more of can you can you make it <laughs> and not only make it but want to stay when you realize what this job actually entails because it's mm-hmm. not just training the individual. I wish it was that easy. Yeah. If it was that, this would be the easiest job in the world. It's everything else. Managing, you know, working with clients like you don't have any one-on-one, or you don't. There's very little personal time because you know if someone I know needs help, and it's actually like they need help, I don't care if it's two AM. I'm gonna be ready to, to to do whatever I can for uh, one of my people. Mm. So it's just to bring it all together is understanding that there's there's a passion behind it. Because the learning that all can be done. Like I, I, we can teach you that. It's just are you willing to put in the time to learn? Uh, you know. And I mean, don't get me wrong. At some point, if you're not learning quick enough, then yeah, it doesn't work. Yeah. So there is a you have to be able. Actually, we don't just bring on anybody. So there needs to be that. But there's just too many times where like, egos get into it. Where you know they come in and you know, they, they expect so much, but they don't realize that that's like it's not about you. Uh, it's about the people. Like. Mm-hmm. Training aspects is about every single person that believes in us that is willing to put the money down to say, I believe in you. I know you're going to lead me to my goal, so I'm coming here.
1: I say this a lot. It's an example I've used before on this podcast. Um, Zappos, I don't know if you've heard that story Mm -hmm. of how they will, I think it's, I don't know, maybe it's after the first two weeks or first month or something like that. They will pay you $2,000 to quit after they hire you. Like, nice. if you want to walk away after the first however many weeks, you'll get a $2,000 check to walk away. And the reason behind that is they don't want people that are there for the money. They don't right. want people that are there just for the next notch on their belt or next piece of their career. If you are not so in love with this place that you'll forego the $2,000 bonus, then then if you're not so in love with it to forego that, then it's not the right place for right. you. And with the world you're in, if you want to make a dollar as a personal trainer and not have to care about your clients mm-hmm. and not have to be on call at 2 a.m., you can go do that. Right, <laughs> That's right. a possibility. And so coming on board with you is not uh, just to get clients. Right, It's because you're buying into the mission of what you're creating. Right. Um, so we talked a little bit about kind of like what, what, uh, <laughs> what it looks like when you hire, you bring on a trainer. Um, what is, for athletes listening, What is an example of an ideal client, an ideal individual for you that comes in and you can tell right away, or maybe after the first three sessions, or maybe you have a story that you can leave the name anonymous of just an individual who came in and it's the mental side of things that they had that was just the right stuff. And because the physical side of things like that, I would imagine, correct me if I'm wrong, but that comes when the mental side of things, like if they're willing to put in the work, you've said that enough times. So what what does that look like? It's easy to say grit, resilience, put in the work. Right, right, sure. What is? Give us an example of an individual who you look at and say that was right there. Just or maybe you have one right now. Just that's that person's got the right stuff.
0: So I have a bunch, and and, and it's actually not necessarily the people you would think. Because yeah, it's awesome working with high level people, but I'm gonna tell you, I, um, one person. This person is. Uh, like older, um, but I always get to finish my day out with this person. So it's been a client with us for for a long time, and you know just to stayed on with us and we just continues to go through. And I'm gonna tell you, it's one of the best. Like to finish my day off, one of my favorite people to work with. With everything this person's dealing with, they come in, whether they're hurting, whether it doesn't matter what's going on. Like and, and this person has like. Uh, has stuff going on with them, like like serious stuff going on with them, um, and like there's days where they just can't get out of bed because like that it's like that, and I love I, I mean this love no matter how tired I am like I could because I I usually start early like I'm, I'm usually you know at the gym by five a.m. so like I'm, by eight o'clock I'm usually dead, but like every time this person comes in, I have energy. Just it's just fun. I love seeing cause, so kind of the reason why I bring that up is. This person's not a top athlete, you know, again, this is an elderly person. Well, I mean, not elderly, but like older. Um,
1: and, uh, you if know, if they what, were a pro athlete, they'd be elderly, <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Kobe retires at 36 and everyone thinks he's elderly. Right. That's it. <laughs> hey, grandpa over there. Yeah. Um, uh,
0: but, uh, the, the biggest part for me is a person that comes in and wants to do it. Um, May not be good at it. May not may not have all, everything they need, and like you know, they. they, they but they come in, and, and you could see, like, like I've had someone punch me in the face before. Mm. Like they punched me in the face in the middle of an exercise, and like, I shake my. I'm like, I literally stop for a second because I'm like, Is it because you something just,
1: you said? Something you? Yeah, I was I was something? pushing her, so yeah. it was like a 16
0: year old girl. Yeah. Um, I still remember one of my. By the way, one of my favorite clients. Yeah. One of my favorite clients also. Um, one of the killer all the time. But uh, I, she actually punched me in the middle of a session, like in the face, like I'm just like in, in just like right in the cheek, and she didn't hold back. It, it was fine, but like I got hit, and I'm like, and I remember just being like, "Did I dream that? Like, did yeah. that just actually happen?" Yeah. Um, and you know, it didn't bother me because she continues to work. <laughs> so, like don't get me wrong I'm not saying that anyone can just punch me guys yeah. I, I, yeah. For, for any of the athletes that are listening do not try to punch you me <laughs> I'm just saying that this was a situation
1: where like yeah. you know she hit and I'm like so, so like, you, you is that an ex- is she related to one of the is, is that an example yeah, of fighting what you're saying or you're I'm, saying she's got the passion the energy the?
0: to uh, me I don't really care what the person says like they can yeah. curse at me they can this they can that as long as I see like the cursing and the, and the actions within the training session they don't really mean much um, again, I know when they do. <laughs> so, again, it's different with you each can person. You feel the difference. Yeah. Right. But when the person's working their ass off and they're really trying to to get, like, you could see that they're working really hard and maybe something I said that they didn't come off right or whatever, and they say somewhere, yeah, like, they, they start cursing or they start, you know, of course, there's always a line. I'm, 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 yeah. I'm, <laughs> uh, but at the same time, I just, you know, as long as I know the person that's coming in, that there's a true uh, desire to get better. And they're doing everything they possibly can, whether they have, like, the high-end ability or they don't. Um, I love the effort. So, like, when I see someone that's truly trying, it makes yeah. me want to do that much more. There's a lot of times where guys come in and, and, and again, we, we try to have it, like, our, our culture is a big piece of, of training aspects. So we want guys to want to come in and not want to leave. Mm.
1: But when we're at it, we go at it. So what we're doing, what we're supposed to be doing. It can be a lot of, but that can be a lot of fun. Exactly. Right? There's this, right. there's this kind of notion of, of, um, her name's Amanda Visick. She does work out of George Washington in, in the science of fun, specifically focused on sports psychology <coughs> and, and a lot of her work for, or at least a recent paper that came out is competing is fun. Yep. It's not separate. You can walk away from an intense workout where 90% of it was painful, aggravating. You needed an outside person to push you to that next level. And you walk away, you give them a hug, and you say, that was freaking awesome. Thank you for pushing me to that level. But that's what you need. When I'm in the gym and they've got group fitness classes going, and people are pissed during it and pissed after it, I'm looking at like, what? <laughs> right. What are you doing? What that? Right. Find something you enjoy to do. If right. it's not this type of, of, of athletic commitment, then find something else. But if you got someone coming in and they want to be a peak performer, then then you have to. You know, um, Allen Stein Jr. Did I sent I sent you his book? I think um, it's uh, uh, Raising the Game. Rob, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, or, yeah, Rob Rob yeah. grab it? Of course he did. Uh, <laughs> that's what he does. That's, that's what he does. Uh, so, so um, I knew I should have interviewed Rob. Uh, no. <laughs> no, Rob's awesome. I didn't do uh, my work. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, um, but uh, in that book, Alan Stein, uh, he talks about this story of when he was training Kevin Durant. I think he was 14 years old at the time, and he put him through this grueling workout. It was the first workout to see if they were going to work together. And he put him through this grueling workout. And, and the, the picture he paints is that Kevin Durant is exhausted. He's, he's maybe a little pissed off. Doesn't seem to be necessarily having fun. And Alan said that while they were doing it, he thinks to himself, wow, I'm I'm never going to work with this. (laughs) And, and afterward he said, you know, all right, so, are we working together? Do you want to do this again? And and Kevin Durant said basically, maybe in different words, this was miserable. And yes, we're working together again because I've been told I could go to the NBA, and I think this is going to help me get there. And that is just that. It's it's funny. Mentality. I,
0: I had a, uh, I had this kid this past summer. Uh, we work with a um, w- one of the organizations that we work with. They do like a like a one week camp, and uh, the strength and conditioning side is strength, conditioning, and movement, because specifically for us, movement is the, the big piece of everything, but, um, so, we had this kid, and this kid's an eighth grader, so it's usually a high school team that, that comes through, but this eighth grader, they're like, hey, you can come on up, so they took a couple, like, eighth graders, or whatever, this one kid, I look at the coach, and I'm like, you sure you would wanna... to that kid looks like he's just, like, He's almost, he's gonna die. <laughs> this kid's gonna die. And we weren't even doing anything hard. That's, that's, yeah. So I'm like, I'm, I'm actually like, you you sure you want me to? Keep? So, at some point, I go out and there was just they were just supposed to go around, run around the building. The kid runs like maybe a total of like 20, 30 yards and just stops. And I look at the coach. I'm like, dude, he he just he, he didn't seem like he had the heart for it. He didn't seem like he had. It, 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 it just seemed. At the end of the the, the session, I told everybody. I'm like, guys, I know today was tough. Make sure you come back tomorrow. Make sure you're here tomorrow. I promise you, it's still gonna be tough, but it'll be easier at the same time. Make sure you come back. That kid actually came back. And then his mom actually emailed me the next week after the camp was over. She's like, he loved you. When can we start? Mm. And I was like, that was awesome. So just yeah. coming back, yeah. it's, it's funny you can't always read what's happened because I was like, dude, this kid's never. It's just it's just not gonna happen.
1: No, when I, when I first got into. Um leadership development, I went to a trade show conference where I had a booth and I I got to speak for, I think it was 10 minutes. You get to share your story and what you're, what you're looking to bring to to the folks in the audience. And, and then you get a trade show booth to sell what you're doing. And there was a guy there who is, is a King in that world in that Mm -hmm. particular trade show that I was going to. And I had known about him from following him online and saw him walking in the hallway, grabbed him. And I said, I introduced myself, said, I'm a huge fan of your work. And I just like, what is, this is my first conference ever mm. at the time. I'd maybe spoken twice at for, 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 for money, like right. was, right. like having a client. And, and uh, I said, what's your advice to me? And he said, my, my only advice to you right now is show up for year two because <laughs> he goes, I see so many speakers that come through here and they get no business they get no anything maybe they don't even get an applause from the audience because it's an audience that expects the best because they really do get some of the best speakers going through there and and they walk away and they never show up again he goes this is not only a business where you get better as you go but it's a relationship business these people that are going to bring you into their organizations want to partner with you. They want to bring you in year after year after year. They don't want to keep looking for a new consultant, a new speaker, a new trainer every single year. And so they're not going to bring you in unless they know you're for real. And sure enough, I got nothing from that first conference and uh, continued to show up and then continued to specifically within this organization do really well. And I started to see too, how many people do just come to one conference or are there for a year and then never show up again. And it's not a knock on them. Maybe it wasn't it wasn't where they needed to be. It wasn't what they're really passionate about. Maybe they didn't want to put in the work.
0: I mean, you know? realistically, though, it's there's about 5%, like 5% that are actually salespeople. Yeah. And the hard part about that is the word no is taken to heart so quickly. Yeah. And so when you spend a bunch of money, it's just a fear that kicks into it, yeah. right? So, like, you spend all this money. You're like, all right, I got to get at least one client. I get at least one client. I get this money back. Oh, wait. <laughs> I didn't get anything. I'm not going back. Yeah. And so like, I, I think... But that's the reason why I think that these areas, if you truly care and love what you do and you wanna do that, uh, there's gonna be plenty of people telling you no. Mm -hmm. And even the people that you're trying to help are gonna tell you no. Mm -hmm. And one of the best parts is when you continue to keep coming back, they're like, oh wow, I said no to this person X amount of times, and they're still coming back. They must be good, (laughs) I'll stick with them. Because if they're committed like that, even with no, they must be, pretty good at what they do. Yeah. And then they test you out and hopefully you are good because yeah. <laughs> <The test laughs> otherwise- is, The test is important. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You better be ready. When your chance comes, you better be ready to, to, yeah. to show what, what, you know, what you can yeah. do. So,
1: So what is the, uh, you know, we've talked about how you do the work you do. We've talked a little bit about the business of, of training aspects. Do you have a, a five-year, a 10-year plan? Do you have a goal? Um, you know, what are you, what are you looking to create at this point in your career? Um, I do,
0: uh, and I don't. I do, and I don't. I uh, I, I like to create vision. So for me,
1: one of the things I do is You've I... You've been around long enough to understand that if you have a... a I, people, when people ask me that question, I said, if you had asked me five years ago, I'd have said, absolutely. Right. And right. And, and that plan is totally different than right, what right. I thought it was, so I'm a little more it hesitant with it. Yeah. Well, that's the whole thing. It just it continues to
0: adjust, and you, and, you know it's, it's what you think is right one day. Because, again, you can only make the... the you can only make a decision off the information that you have at right. hand.
1: So what's your vision with the de-
0: information at hand? So f- at the moment, um, <laughs> the, the route that we're going is uh, we want to be able to bring the greatest uh, hockey program, and not just greatest hockey program, but uh, have the trust behind the hockey program as well, where people know that when you anything that is training aspects, you are going to get 100%. Of what you're looking for, in the program that you decide you want to go with. Mm-hmm. So um, right now, it's it's we're working locally and we're we're doing some different things um, throughout. But the the second piece to it's going to be um, is the online piece, and that's the part that we're having a little trouble right now. Uh, we actually like online
1: learning, creating. Uh, so we
0: have like a online app that you yeah. you know. So we create programs, and we're we're trying to find the right you know the right mix.
1: Is that um, for people that? Can't ROI. work out with you in the gym, or is that for clients so like, that? So for like schools, you, they pay that on fees. Okay, so it's for they,
0: organizations, so they can they can you know, so there's a bunch of different programs with it, but uh, we're trying to find the right training aspects of course. Because so the, we just started small groups, like we we were only doing one on one for such a long time, and a lot of people are like, "Yo, there's so much more money in, 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 in small groups and this and that." Yes, there is, and yes, you, oh, listen, there's overhead, so you need to pay your overhead, and you do need to have more time, and especially as I'm, but. Uh, the biggest part for me was to transition to small groups. It has to still have the one-on-one touch. Mm-hmm. So every, so someone that works with us one-on-one that's been with us for, you know, our, our usually people stay with us for three, four five years, one-on-one, um, which is a huge investment. And we appreciate that they, they trust in us like that. But for the small groups, it's the same idea. Is How do we make sure that that same feeling that they get in the one-on-one, they still have that personal touch in the small group. Uh, so, the online piece. So we, we think we figured that out. It seems like it's yeah. the past few years that, that we've been doing well,
1: it. Will you have a client who only interacts with you guys online? Is that a possibility? So I, I guess that's a possibility.
0: I f- I'd like to believe and hope that I can uh, be in a lot of places at one time. And, yeah. uh, so we'll see. We'll cross that bridge. I we think it's
1: neat. But, I think, you know, you, that's why you and I connect on business because, uh, you know, what I've challenged myself in the past year is, A quote that I have on my wall right now is your playing small does not serve the world. How can we play bigger while still serving the world? Scalability is the number one question in business. How does Whole Foods, Amazon buys Whole Foods, how do they make more Whole Foods while keeping the quality of that? So for us, uh, this podcast is a way for me to say, you know what, a lot of the stories I share in my trainings and in my speeches come from conversations with people like you. Let's record those, let's put those out there. So we're finding ways to to get our message out there in different ways. I know you guys will do that with the online thing. You're not building some app just so that you can get a bunch of subscribers. It's how can we take what we've created with Training Aspects and and get it to more people in a way that's still going back to what you said of of clients represent who you are. That's why I asked that question. Because if someone's only interaction with you is through this app, that that is representing who you are and what you bring to the world. Well, and then that's the that's the best part because it's
0: uh, when it comes down to it, your experience. Uh, there's like, listen, you could spit and hit a gym. Like, there's gyms everywhere, and you know, and everybody wants to be a speaker. Like, it's actually funny. So I I uh, kind of jump it off. I'm gonna jump off for a second because it. Yeah. I've been looking for a business coach for a long time, and, Bobby, I'm gonna tell you, man, everyone's a business coach. Mm-hmm everyone and you sit there and you talk to them and basically what they tell you the majority so anyone that's listening that's looking for a business coach just hear my opinion here and thoughts uh i i know i need one because i know i need someone that that can kind of just bring me back because i I love ideas i love all that kind of stuff so i love working stuff in the whole thing um but i need to have the right person i need to have the person that that understands Like, I want to continue to create. I want to, like, understand who I am and what, just like what we just spoke about, right? Like, yes, I know I can make more money if I do this, 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 and this. But I want to bring value Mm -hmm. to the people that that, that come in, that they know that this isn't just, like, you know, uh, like, this is just a money-making thing. I'm not just trying to maximize. Exactly. Like, I'm not trying to charge you more money because, honestly, we undercharge. (laughs) You know, Mm -hmm. we definitely undercharge. Um, Like, programs that... Like, if you take a program uh, like in, in some of the other areas that have like high hockey base, uh, you're talking about literally three times as much as we're, we're charging. Mm-hmm. You know, so like, it, it's funny when people tell me that like my price is too high. I'm like, do you realize like what this like if you were in these other areas, what mm-hmm. you'd be paying for this? Like, it's literally three times as much. Yeah. And again, I I, I get that. So the reason why I was bringing it up is from the business side of it. I uh, you know I. I I've been looking for a business coach for a very long time because it's something that I know I do need to, I do need to have the business side. like As much as I have passion, I know I need the business side to be in control. So I met with so many different business coaches and the majority of the coaches are just like, at the end of it, like they just listen to me, like, all right, so tell me your story. So they're great listeners, awesome, fantastic. Listen to everything they have, they ask some great questions. Okay, what you want to hire me? <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> what? what? What are you going to be? become, what like psychiatrist? Like, offer, yeah. right? Like, you yeah. want me to pay you? Like the one guy was like, yeah, it's going to be uh, so he was like, uh, it was like three grand uh, a month for for you know, like you, you sign up for like three months and it's like three grand a month or something like that. And I'm like, uh, dude, hold on. What, I, I'm thank you for asking all these questions, uh, and thank you for for spending some time and like, but what did you actually like yeah, what, besides
1: provide value? Right, provide like what? Why am I paying provide you? Value.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Like what did yeah. so? Uh, it's just it's just funny because there's just so many different people that, that they just think of it from the business side, and you know, I think I think one of the weaknesses for me is I think of it too much on the
1: passion side. So I'm trying yeah, to find I, that. I don't I don't want to be an echo chamber for you, <laughs> but, but 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 I think it's the same thing. You know, I I had a um, when I first quit my job back in 2014, I quit my job to do this full time, and uh, had a, a moment of moment of like super excitement and then a moment of freak out. Right. right. Like, I gotta like when you realize, I think it was, it quite literally probably was approaching that two week point when I realized like, there's no paycheck coming in there. <laughs> right. I gotta, <laughs> I gotta, I gotta, I gotta make a business out of this. So I hired a business coach who was a mentor. He'd been a mentor to me for, I'd say at that rate, two years. Yeah. Two years since about 2012, he was a mentor to me. Um, I had brought him in to speak at the school I was working at and, and, he always, I would always get dinner with him, coffee on the phone, and he would just freely share all his, everything he knows. And um, when I quit, I remember thinking like, I need to learn more from him. So I called him. I knew he did business coaching specifically in how to start a speaking business and said, let's, I let's, let's work together. Let's make this happen. So we did a, he did, he had a six week course that we did. I paid for a six-week course, and that was back in 2014. That was the last time I ever paid him money. If I were to text him right now, he would text back. That's awesome. He responds. You call him; he picks up the phone. And so, anytime I talk to people about, I'll shout him out, Julian Gordon, since he's yeah. awesome. <laughs> uh, is uh, is uh, is a? I think he's brilliant. Super smart guy. Smartest guy in any room you're in. And what I always share with people when they're looking for coaching is find someone like that. That is, is genuine. Every interaction is not an exchange for dollars. Exactly. Because you're right. Like you want to know before you use them, how much value are they going to provide? He had already added value to my life. Right. And so I was willing to pay for his coaching. And then afterward, uh, I know that our relationship isn't over simply because our, our paid agreements over right. and that's how you operate. I right. gotta believe if you work with an athlete and then years from now, they're not a paying client anymore, but they call up and they need some advice or thoughts. You're not going to text back and say, Hey, you're not a paid client anymore. I can't send you an (laughs) invoice. Yeah. He's sending (laughs) you an invoice for this conversation. And, and the same is is true for us. I I do joke. I'll laugh with coaches when they'll call during the season with a particular question or something, or I've, I've gone to, to like before a team enters playoffs, we'll go out there and do a two hour session for no charge because they worked with us in the preseason. And, and I'll say to them, you know, I'll, make the same joke you are and maybe we're bad business people right I don't know but this is this is a passion I want to make sure this works this is right and 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 I I've started walking back that maybe we're bad business people okay, right. because we're still in business right and we're, we're, so is Julie and so are you because the goal is to serve and to add value not to nickel and dime every every little shred thing. of advice that you have yeah. to offer the other thing that just cracks me up is just like you might have
0: like you might know a couple techniques Everyone knows the techniques. In some way, everyone knows. Like you thinking that you have this proprietary blend that's like you yeah. know, you, its yours. You know, like when people trademark stuff and like, yeah. all that other thing. It's like—it's funny to me because, like, I can promise you right now, if I have a conversation with you and I tell you my business, like straight down, how I mean—that's basically I mean, we're, we're doing that. Yeah. I can tell you everything that I'm doing, the whole thing. You can't recreate what I'm doing. Right. You might try to, but the things that are really that I do really well. Most likely, most likely, you're not going to be able to redo what I'm doing. So there's no reason to be so scared of every single person that like if they hear one little thing about this or like one little thing about that. I I, find
1: the people at the highest level are are more willing to share because they've come to appreciate what you just said. I, I work with the Delaware women's soccer team and their coach told me a story of when he was at NC State. He got he got associate head coaching job at NC State, reached out to all these local coaches to say, I'm new at, at, at this position. I want to learn. Can I come shadow you? Can I learn from you? Can we talk, grab coffee? And um, Anson Dorrance, who is the UNC women's soccer coach, has won over 20 or has been in has been in over twenty final fours. Has won multiple national championships, World Cup wins. Like the guy is 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 the peak of, of athletic coaching. And um, he responds and says, "Yeah, come on over. Let's let's chat. You can watch my practice." Awesome. He said. He goes. I sat there, watched his entire practice. He gave me his practice plans. He walked me through. Everything. He gave me everything. And and then Mike, the coach at Delaware, walks away and says, and and at some level. The worst part is we still can't beat him because, <laughs> right. and, and what Anson understands, and, and I've experienced this. I worked with UNC Volleyball and, and grabbed two-hour conversation with Anson while I was down there just to, to learn from him. And and what you gather in that moment was he understands is, None of what he's sharing is the secret sauce. Right. This is the technical, tactical stuff yep. that matters, that if we want to raise the game of the fitness industry, if you want to raise the game of soccer, if you want to raise the game of team development, let's all share this stuff right. so that everybody you interact with has a great experience. And my differentiator as a business owner is going to be how I show up, right. how I go through this process. My my energy is going to be the differentiator. Right. So just you know, it's not about, it's not about holding that over somebody. Hey, I'm, I'm different. So that's, it's just about a, an abundancy. Right. I'm, I'm willing to share because I know confidently you can't take this and steal my clients. You can take this and create another gym somewhere right. down the road. That's fantastic. And I would love it. A rising tide floats all it's, ships. It, so you can't, you're not taking my clients because they're my relationship. It, it's hard to, cause we're out of video, but I,
0: otherwise I would show you this. So I'm going to show you the spectra anyway, but, yeah. um, it, so this is the reason why, like, education, right? Everyone talks about how important education is. And there's a big difference between, to me, there's a big difference between, like, education as in college um, and education where you truly are looking to learn and get better and continue to learn and continue. Like, that, that like, quest for knowledge mm-hmm. is totally different to me than the quote-unquote education. So, like, you know, when you take a look at a resume and it says, you know, we need, uh, like, you know, we need this degree and we need this many years of experience and this, this, this whole thing. So... The other day, I was I was on LinkedIn. There was a um, there was a little meme, and it was it just had like thirty dots on a page, right? And it said knowledge over top. Then it had all the dots like connected, just connected, like there's so there's lines connecting every single dot, and that said experience. And then um, a creativity or masterfulness. So to me, basically, just like you're a guru, is they created a picture of a cat out of those dots. And it's funny, because to me, that was the best explanation of-
1: That's like, brilliant.
0: I can give you everything, all the information, because we have, Goog- listen, with Google, that's the funny part, like clients will come in and be like, well, I heard about this program and that program, and I heard about, like, we should be doing this strategy and this strategy and this, tra-. and I'm like, hey, I hear you, those are all great pieces, but the puzzle. I got excited (laughs) Um, but the puzzle is the most important part so like those are all puzzle pieces that need to be put into the puzzle at the right time so like yes those are all great strategies and all these different coaches that are doing all these different things for your kid and you know you want quicker feed and you want this and that just let me do my process or don't work with me Mm -hmm. you know because again it's knowledge is like there's information everywhere there's a difference between someone actually being able to use that knowledge right and actually apply it and and be masterful with it and someone that goes, well, this person says you should do this, so I'm going to do this in this situation. Mm-hmm. Okay, but now there's other variables that you're not keeping in mind.
1: Yeah. So you, just, you didn't adjust. I, for years, have done yoga via an app and have judged yoga based on that. <laughs> and finally, just injuries pushed you to the edge. I finally sign up for a place that is well, like great yoga. It's hot yoga. It's, right. it's really good. And after the first session... I came home. I looked at my wife, and I go, "I've never done yoga before. <laughs> right. This was totally different. This there was there's a personal because I walked up to the instructor ahead of time and explained my injuries and and knew that she was good with with injuries and this kind of stuff because I'd looked her up and 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 just the personal touch, the 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 process of itself, everything that goes into it. Uh, the I've been going. Yeah. It's it, the atmosphere yeah. you cannot replicate that. Right. And 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 so you're 100 percent right. Like there is. There's just something different about about you. And I. And I've, that same class, the teacher has had people sub in for her when she can't make it. Mm-hmm. They're doing the same class. And it's, and totally it's different. not as good. Yeah. It's not as good yep. because there's just something that, that she brings to the table. Um, I love it. I love it. I'm going to ask one uh, kind of Wrap up question because sure. uh, we could keep going and going oh, and going. Yeah, You're I, making my I, editing I, process harder. I want you to know that. But my final question that I like to ask to all guests you don't, this doesn't need to be a phenomenal story, um, it can just be a story. Uh, uh, so the theme of the podcast, as I said to start, is 50 Cups of Coffee. I've learned so much from just talking to people, just connecting, just in person. Like There's a reason I drove up here. I think there's there's a difference when you're talking to someone in person. Uh, for your career, have you seen, do you have a, a, a 50 Cups of Coffee story, an incident where... Or maybe do you have a practice of connecting with people? If you don't, do you have a, a story where just meeting with somebody led to... Something in your business life, personal life, anything. So yeah, um, first of all,
0: uh, when I saw the uh, the TED Talk that you put out there, the Fifty Cup ch- mm-hmm. coffee Challenge, Bobby, that was awesome, man. Just real quick, I, I just I, I need to Thank put you. that dude, that that really I loved it, man. Like there was just it, it was a great, great, great talk, and appreciate. It. Um, and for anyone besides the great talk part of it, I think it it creates action, and I think that's the part that I really. A lot of the TED talks out there because there's so many. Um, it's, listen, there's some good information, the whole thing, but there's nothing you can actually walk away with. Mm-hmm. I think one of the things that I love about your talk is that it's go do it now. Like this is so easy. It's not it's, it, there's no nothing crazy about it. It's literally, hey, you wanna grab a cup of coffee, right? You don't know what the situation's gonna be. Someone who you never thought, right, would have brought you value, all of a sudden. So, um piggybacking off of that, um, there was um so many different situations here but the one the one that just keeps coming back to me is um i went so this was like 2011 2012 i went to i went on birthright in 2011 um for anyone who doesn't know that that's, you go to israel for like 10 days and it's a free trip if you're jewish and the it was november we went for 10 days and it was amazing. Loved it. Like it's literally a free trip, like you go, you meet all these new people and like it's 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 awesome. People are from all over the place, from California, from, you know, New York, from literally all over the US. Like one girl was from Oregon, like it was it was literally like everywhere. So, um and I go on this trip, I come back and I'm like, "Oh, that was awesome." So I was all motivated and I'm like, I'm like doing all this work now, and I did the whole thing. And then I see this other trip um and it's another like it's you, um, now you go, you get to go to Europe first. So this year that, or the year that I was, that it, when this thing came up, it was, you get to go to, um, like Kiev. So I, Shatomir, where I was born is about two hours from Kiev and I've never been back to uh, the Ukraine or now Ukraine, where it was formerly Union. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh wow, that'd be, so, um, I, uh, I'm like, oh wow! So I get to go to Kiev, and then I get to go back to Israel when I was just in Israel for free. And this trip is for free, or I think there was like, it was like a deposit to put it, but like it it was like it was like nominal nominal for like for like 18 days that you get to go and like food's covered, but for the most part everything's covered, right? So like it was like 400 bucks, 500 bucks, but like again, 18 days, I get to go all these different like to to two different countries, the whole thing. Anyway, here's the catch, and I promise the story's getting there. it's just but here's the catch: Um, you have to come to the synagogue. And you have to spend, uh, I think it was like 10 Sundays before the trip. So like it was March and then by, I think we left for the trip like like mid-June, early June, something like that. So 10 Sundays, which basically meant, the way it added up, it was you can only miss like one or two or you can't go on the trip. So that was it. It was, all right, can you put your time in? If you put your time in the whole thing. And then I'm like, man, on top of it, it was a religious synagogue. So it was like the the Orthodox synagogue. I'm sending like. Dude, they're going to try to like, you know, turn me into like an orthodox <laughs> Jew now, Now I'm going to have to start like, you know, keeping to all the rules and everything yeah. whatever. And I'm like, all right. So I call my one of my friends, I'm like, yo dude, will you do the, will you do this with me? And he's like, yeah, I'll do it with you. So we go, to, we go to the interview or whatever. Cause you have to get interviewed for it or whatever. So we sit down, we're, we're sitting there, we're going through like the they, there's like some questions and it's funny cuz they just they just wanted to know how much you know, right? I know nothing. Like everything, the, the pages like nothing about Judaism. Like literally like we were sitting at like Passover dinner the, the, like right before I left uh, or, you know, um, a few months before that and my uncle has like croutons and like most, almost everyone knows you can't have bread on the table. Like bread's just not allowed to be on the table. Sure. Um, so like bread, like there's like pork on the table. There's like, there's all these different stuff that like you're just not supposed to have. Anyway, so. so
1: you, you grew up with a, with a family that, that like you're saying your well, grandfather had it so you, you weren't No, so for me, strict, so
0: in the former Soviet Union, um, there w- you could not so it said like you were Jewish, like yeah. it said on your password that you were Jewish, wow. but you could not practice. Yeah. So my family had no knowledge or wow. understanding of of Judaism. So, yeah. but that's a different story. So, so I grew up. I didn't. You know, I had a I had a bar mitzvah, but it was a joke. So, there <laughs> so I get so we get down to the synagogue. Right. So we go in and again it's an Orthodox synagogue, and um, you know we go downstairs and you know they, they, I put a keep on and the whole thing. And I'm sitting down there and. I go through this interview. It's funny because it's like 50 questions. We start Googling. We're like, we thought we were cheating. We're like, it's all right. They don't see it. It's yeah, okay. It's fine. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we get into the interview process. I talk to the rabbi a few minutes and he's like, all right, cool. Yeah. We'd love for you to come on and whatever. I'm like, okay. I'm like, listen, um, you know, I, I don't know about schedule. I'm really busy right now. I'm running my business because at the time I was, you know, I was, I was running trading aspects. I, I got all this stuff going on or whatever. I'm like, I don't know how much time I'm going to have. I don't know if I can make everything. He's like, look, you, you got to make it. If you can't make it, you can't go on the trip or whatever. So the following week, I go to the first Sunday that it's supposed to be. And I'm thinking it's gonna be all brainwashed. And they had awesome speakers coming. So I'm I'm gonna cut the story down a little more. But basically, all of a sudden, I realize, because I decided to say yes to this, I started meeting people from the community that come in and speak. I'm talking about, not not like like religious people, I'm talking about like business people. Mm -hmm. And I find out, oh sorry, that's what it was. In the interview process, that's what it was. Uh, they said we have a lot of different speakers come out. This is what told me. I, that, that's what it was. This is what told me. Um, we have a lot of different speakers come out, and one of them is um, is the is the son of. So Ed Schneider was the owner of the Flyers. He passed away a few years ago, but his, his um, Craig Schneider is going to come and speak. He was one of the people that's going to speak, and like Alan Rothenberg was coming. All these, all these different, like all these different speakers. And I'm like, whoa all right, maybe I should say, yeah. you know? So, and the thing is, I wasn't even gonna show up to that interview, right? Yeah. So, anyway, I go through the, and of course, Craig Schneider is the last speaker of the week, so basically, that last Sunday was the whole thing. So, go through the whole thing, so I take every single week, um, and it's amazing. I talked to him, like, I got, I got a chance to talk to him. He, because of him, because I, because of, basically, because I went on this trip, I decided to commit the 10 Sundays. I met with this guy, or you know, he introduced me to the strength and conditioning coach of the Flyers, and then I was able to spend a week watching the Flyers train and and, and that through like mini camp and that kind of thing. And it was so I'm not sure if I, I kind of took that up, but basically, it was funny because again, the decisions that we make, yeah. right? Maybe we're, we're making them for one reason, but you know, it could be totally separate. But you know, just show up. You know, like sometimes yeah. like when it's tough to show up to like whatever it is, you never know who you're gonna meet and if there's going to be people there just show up because you have no clue how you might bump into them don't try don't go in with a mission to to talk to this person but just go in have a good time just be a real person talk to them like just have basic conversation and it's crazy how all of a sudden that leads into who you are what you do and then you don't even have to sell you just talk about who you are and yeah. all of a sudden the person wants you might get a call the next day so
1: so that is that is a perfect perfect story for this because that is, that is the number one thing I say to people is this is not about networking. It's about connection. It's just about making it a part of your life to to try new things. to I just found um, we were in D.C. last week and there was a, uh, uh, like a street vendor selling these paintings that she drew or painted. And one of them says, go everywhere, eat everything, talk to everybody. Right <laughs> and so I bought it, put it That's up on it. my wall in my office because... That's genuinely it, you didn't go in there. It, the, the point, of, the moral of this story is not go to go on a birthright trip, because maybe you'll bump into the owner it's a, of the Flyers. Right. It's, 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 it's be open-minded, be willing to try new experiences, go into things willing to learn, go into things, see what well, you come but so, out of. And that's the thing, I,
0: yeah. actually in that one piece, the one thing I didn't, I guess I, I didn't specify, the day of the interview, so we, we signed up for the interview, but the day of the interview, me and my friend are like, dude, do we really wanna go? Like we don't wanna go, Like, there's no point in going to this. And then once we went, this opportunity opened up. And again, so like it's, again, there's so many different pieces to it, but it's just so important that, yo, you commit, just go, just go, do your thing, live your life, just make the best decision you possibly can. Well, because it
1: might not it's the Steve Jobs uh, he said it in one of his commencement addresses I think he gave where life is a dot to dot diagram and the difference is you don't know what the picture looks like until the end. You're going every dot, you're left, right, center, up, down, back and then when you look back, you see how they connect. How, it's what I said to start this podcast. When people say to me, How did you meet you, you mentioned the Flyers, for me it was the Ravens when I how I met the director of player development for the Ravens and got to go to their rookie camp and I met Lamar Jackson because that was the year he was coming in. That's cool. And and people say to me, how did you meet Harry? Was the guy. And it's like, I, when I, when I fully tell the story, I usually just give like, oh, you know, we just connected somehow. If I fully tell the story, people are more overwhelmed than, than, than before they asked right. because you start to see like genuinely, you want to know how it started with a small decision a couple of years ago that led to more and more and more. I mean, what I do now, uh, I was in college, walking down the hall, saw a flyer for a motivational speaker who was coming to campus, and it was a game-time decision that morning if I was going to go. And it was that moment that I... I remember sitting in the audience looking up at the front and thinking like, this is this guy's job. Right. Like I, <laughs> I want to do this. This is awesome. Right. And, and, and it's those little moments that, you know, little hinges swing big doors, those little moments that matter. And, and I can't, that's why I love this story. Cause I can't emphasize that enough to people when I'm, when I'm really sharing this idea of 50 cups, it, it isn't about going down a list and identifying, how do I talk to the owner of the flyers? If that's important to you, great, do it. That's awesome. Right. But, but a lot of times it's really just saying, how am I more intentional about meeting and connecting with people on a regular basis? That's right. it. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. No, and and just last thing on that is just, um, one
0: of the other things that I, when you, when, so for me, one of the things that happened, I, I, uh, pageants, the way I got into pageants, yeah I got one pageant girl and I started going to pageants, not because I liked them, not because I thought I was gonna get something from them. I was there for her. And the first few times I was there, it was the most uncomfortable thing in the world. And it was crazy. As I continued to be there, I realized people are coming up to me now. So kind of, uh, you know, it, it it takes some time to get up. You year two. Yeah. yeah, exactly, year two. And all of a sudden, now when I'm there, People know who I am, and if they want my service, so I don't even bring business. I never bring business cards. I'm, I will never. I'm never there to go talk to other girls, or you know, other pageant people. Yeah, I'm only there for my people. Same thing with hockey. I drive to Boston. So from Philly, I'll drive to Boston for literally one night and come right back just to see one game, because I know, like, if, if it's a big thing going on, like, let's say the scouts going to be there, I want to be present. So like, one of the, if some of my guys are playing, and I know I can be upstairs where the scouts are and I can kind of overhear what's going on, and I'm at that game, right? And maybe I can slip something in there, you know, to, to kind of help them out a little bit, or, like, it's, you, you just, that that's why I do it. Don't get me wrong, like, do other people come up to me? Does, like, all that, yes, all the stuff comes. But my intention is to go there for my person, or my intention is for a specific reason. The extra is great, but the specific thing is I'm there because I'm, 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 I'm it, it's
1: not to necessarily... Yeah, but I think the the theme of this whole conversation, why why I love talking to you, is because it, the theme is your best sale, your best advertisement, your best pitch is doing your work at a phenomenal level. You're not bringing business cards, you're not bringing flyers, you're not going there because maybe I can connect. Because if you if you went there with the intention of connecting with someone and walking away with business, number one, you might drive back from Boston, pissed off that that didn't happen. Right. And number two, people can feel that energy 100%. versus going there to serve the clients that you already have at the highest level. Right. And people can feel that energy too. And they look at that and say, I want I want him on my team. Right. I want to be a part of that. That's That's your best sales pitch is saying, I'm here to do what I do at the highest level so that other people want to be a part of it as well. Because obviously- right. Even if even if this wasn't a business, you know, because that's when money gets involved. All of a sudden, you keep more have, you keep having <laughs> yeah. to like apologize for wanting to to get more clients. But if this is what you love to do, then obviously you want to do it more often. Right. Right. I love the training that we do. Obviously, I'm going to bring it up with everyone I know right. because I want to do it more often. Right. Do we get paid for it? Yes. Okay. And I still want. I'm not just trying to. I always say that it's a, in one of Macklemore's songs. He, he's got a line. If I had done it for the money, I'd have been a lawyer. Right. Insert the adjective. <laughs> right. But But, uh, and, and not to put down law, but for him, that was a cool line. For me, that was an interesting line because I studied political science, was originally going to get into law school. So I've, I really clung connected to with that. Because, connected with it. Because at some level, it's true. Like, if this was all about the money I'd have found an easier way to make right, a dollar 100% and you, <laughs> so you you know driving to Boston and back from here you know uh, uh, you could find easier ways to do it but anyways we could go forever yeah. I paused it after 30 minutes to make my editing easier sure. and we went for another hour so no, this shaky. <laughs> so um, um, I'm honoring your time we're still done when we need to be but uh, sincerely thank you um, I'll put this in the notes and stuff but uh, if there are some well you're going to be putting up online stuff but also if there's some local folks here in New Jersey uh, how do they find you if they're listening to this and they want to come check out training aspects uh, our, the best way to, to get a feel for the culture and, and what we
0: do and how we do it it's uh, just follow us on Instagram training aspects uh, we give you the the hockey side we give you the training side we give you what we do inside like it's 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 literally just that's the culture of us um you know, training you can check out some of the the, the more uh, organized information um you can uh you know uh email uh easiest way uh ta training aspects ta fit at training com. if you ever have questions and honestly i mean that if you ever have questions don't feel like you're going to get a sales pitch. It's literally you have any questions about anything in training and you just need a second opinion. If you already have a trainer, um, please feel free to reach out. Um, just mention this so that I know that I definitely won't hound you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> awesome.
1: Hey, thank you so much for doing this. This sorry about it. Thank you for listening to the 50 Cups of Coffee podcast. We are in the home stretch of season one. Only a handful of episodes left before we take our holiday break. We are being listened to in almost every state in the U.S. and 35 countries at this point. And we are on track to hit 10,000 downloads by the end of the year. I am so appreciative of the support and excitement in season one. If you would like to help us continue to grow, please, please, please take a minute to subscribe wherever you are listening. Rate the show and leave a short review. This is how podcasts grow. If your team, business, summer camp, or school could use a shot of positivity and inspiration to end this year on a high note, or if your team would benefit from creating a culture of connection in a virtual world, I offer a wide range of highly customized virtual speaking services. From 15-minute pre-recorded messages, to interactive live Zoom presentations, to highly produced in-studio keynotes, my team has a virtual solution for you. If you are planning far enough out or you have an ability to host an event in person safely, we are all eagers for what is possible. I'm having conversations at the moment with summer camps and sports programs planning for in-person programming this summer. Let's see what we can do. Message me on Instagram or LinkedIn or email me at bobbyaudley01 at gmail.com. That's bobbyaudley one at gmail.com. And let's have a conversation. Our show theme music and art is by Matisse Soy. Until next time, stay connected.